0: You're listening to The Alex Spicer Show, where we explore the fundamental principles of freedom and happiness in light of current and historical events. By exploring these principles, I hope to enlighten and inspire you to make the difference our nation needs to get through the troubled waters of today and tomorrow. Independence Day is catching up here really soon. It's going to be here before we know it. And I was thinking, you know, I should do some episodes that are a little bit more relevant to that's that holiday. This I love Independence Day It's one of my favorite holidays. And I thought, well, you know, what can I talk about? What would be most relevant? I thought of a lot of the different stories I could potentially share uh, about the American Revolution, but I just really felt strongly to talk about religious freedom. To help us better understand it for our day, because when you think about the American American Revolution, you gotta think about what were the consequences of the American Revolution. And one of the greatest consequences uh, in the history of mankind, of any event, uh, and in particular this event, was that we got the Constitution. Eventually, the Constitution was formulated. We had a new government made. And when the Constitution was finalized, they came up with a Bill of Rights. They had amendments in there, and they outlined uh, some fundamental uh, rights that that we need to maintain and be guarded against when it comes to government infringement and also individual infringement. Now I want to start off uh, actually sorry let me back up back up real fast. I want to answer some fundamental questions about religious freedom. What is it? Who does it apply to? Why is it important? What significance if any does religion play in our day or our and our government? And what can we do about it? To start with I want to address this the part of the modern origin of the term religious freedom. Religious freedom refers to a phrase in the Constitution of, of the United States. The First Amendment of the Bill of Rights, it states, Congress shall make no law respecting the establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof. And then it goes on, or abridging the freedom of speech or of the press or of the right of the people to peaceably assemble and to petition the government for a redress of grievances. I like many other, I like many other Americans from all backgrounds, believe that the Constitution is truly divinely inspired. And we can be assured that there is indeed very special significance in the fact that the very first right outlined in the Bill of Rights is the freedom of religion. So now the first question, what is religious freedom? One article states Religious freedom is more than just the freedom to believe what you want; it's also the freedom to talk about and act on your core beliefs without interference from government or others, except when necessary to protect the health and safe to to protect health and safety. It also allows people with similar beliefs to form religious organizations that govern their own affairs. End quote. So simply put, if I'm going to re restate that in how I would say it. Religious freedom is the right to believe and live and act on your beliefs without fear of discrimination or harm. It means that you may live according to your conscience. That's the most basic way of putting it. It's important to note that, uh, to note or, or try to distinguish where this right begins and where it ends. Now it begins with God, or as Thomas Jefferson put it, it is an inalienable right, meaning God gave it to us and governments have no right To take it away, where this right ends, though, is when someone acts on their belief, which leads them to hurt, the property or the health or the safety of others, infringes on other people's rights to life, liberty, and happiness. Now, that is why there are some types, or portions of religions in the world, that are incompatible with freedom, and the notion that all men and women are created. uh, Sorry, let me back up. I'm I'm saying this a little bit uh, incorrectly. This That is why, what I'm trying to say is that is why, when you understand that, that is why that uh, you have to acknowledge the fact that there are some types or portions uh, of the world that have religions that are not compatible with religious freedom, nor the notion that all men and women are created equal. But luckily, most religions and their doctrines do not harm or violate others' rights. But with society uh, valuing feelings more than freedom, when some feel hurt by a, by a religion, a common response today is to lash out, or even involve the government to take action, which is actually a violation of rights and sets a very dangerous precedent. So that brings me to the next question, to whom does this apply? Now, many often mistake this right as merely applicable to those who are religious, and therefore, it has little relevance to them. That there's nothing could be further from the truth, because this that that sort of thinking leads to the assumption that it is then just a special privilege. The free, freedom of religion is a special privilege granted only to the religious to use as the right to discriminate. And that phrase, the right to discriminate, that's actually pulled from uh, from a report from the Obama administration about peaceful coexistence uh, on September seventh, two thousand sixteen. That was what the government was saying religious freedom was, and that, that just shows you how scary the government was uh, acting in the, at that time towards religious freedom, saying that it was merely the right to discriminate, and I can understand why people uh, were, were thinking that way, because they don't truly understand religious freedom. They believe it is just a special privilege granted to those who are only religious, but that's not true. Religious freedom applies to all, because it is about conscience, or in other words, it is about agency. Now what is agency agency is the the right the, the freedom to choose for yourself. According to my beliefs, I believe agency is a special gift from God and everyone has it. This means that it is the right of every person in Amer- it is the right that every person in America exercises daily by merely making choices every single day of their life to live according to what they believe, to act on their beliefs. And this right does not go away if they believe something contrary to God's commandments. If I think people are acting immorally and, and they're doing things that are against God's commandments, that does not mean that, that they do not have the right to continue to live, to have this agency to act according to their choosing. If someone doesn't believe in God or doesn't worship him, or maybe their God is science, that is their right and should be of equal validity in respect to protection under law and security. So if someone believes that god is science or or their their um their symbol for god is science or, or whatever what have you it could be a parakeet but they still have the right to act upon their beliefs and, and are protected by religious freedom even though they may not call their religion religion because religion if you think about it religion is merely the your system of beliefs by which you govern your life everyone has a system of beliefs some people just turn it into a uh, an, an, an organization that other people will join and adhere to. Now, the third question, why is religious freedom important? Now, without the right to choose as we may, to choose between right and wrong as we see fit, we are subject to obedience by force because we are subject to the power of government. If a government is granted the power to tell us what we must believe, and, we can, uh, and and when we can live, uh, it has that power to tell us, that, tell us when we can live according to our beliefs. Like, oh, you can, you can live according to your beliefs at this time or, or in this aspect of your life, but not everywhere. Well, then we find ourselves following a pattern that other civilizations and nations have taken in the past. One that is evil, and I believe, you know, I am one, I am religious, I believe there's Satan out there, and I believe it's, it's, it's Satan's original design. To, to get us to be forced, to be compelled to lose all, all happiness. And you can't have happiness if you don't have the right to, to choose for yourself, to believe as you desire. Without the freedom of religion, all persons are subject to lose the right to do anything once a government can be manip- manipulated against them. In other words, when religious persons are told that they cannot exercise their right to free speech and share with others their beliefs because it's because their beliefs are religious, we cross an invisible and precarious line where it is only a matter of time until other groups or persons will endure the same infringement of rights. Now, fourth question, why, or not why, what significance, if any, does religion play in our day, in, in our government? Religion is very important when it comes to our public policy because uh, it is important when it comes to our public policy because it establishes a basis, a foundation for moral principles, actions, and applications. This foundation, when based on truth, ensures a government and laws that encompass the rights of all individuals. Uh, former Supreme Court justice and now religious leader of the Church of Jesus Christ Latter-day Saints named Dallin H. Oaks, he once said this, and I and I love this. It's actually a long quote, so bear with me. Um, he says, fundamental to the role of religion in public policy is this most important question are there moral absolutes i cannot think of anything more important than for each of you to build a firm personal testimony or belief that there are in this life some absolutes things that never change regardless of time place or circumstances they are eternal truths eternal principles and as paul tells us they are and will be the same yesterday today and forever End quote. many differences of opinion over the role of religion in public life those simply mirror a difference of opinion over whether there are actual moral absolutes this is the underlying difference uh, sorry but this underlying difference is rarely made exp- is, is rarely made explicit one of the consequences of shifting from moral absolutes to moral relativism in public policy is that this produces a corresponding shift of emphasis from from responsibilities to rights responsibilities originate in moral absolutes in contrast though rights uh, in contrast rights find their origin in legal principles which are easily manipulated by moral relativism so let me say that just one more time because that's really important responsibilities originate in moral absolutes, but in contrast, rights find their origin in legal principles, which are easily manipulated by moral relativism. Why? Well, it's because law, the laws of the people, as Abraham Lincoln once said, the laws of the people is determined by the morality of the people. And once you have moral relativism, once the morality of the people can be changed, the right, the the laws get changed. And then what is legally defined as a right can be changed. So, so let me just continue. Some moral absolutes or convictions They must be at the foundation of any system of law, such as the belief that it is wrong to murder, which is why we legislate punishments for murder. Society continually legislates morality. That's just a fact. The only question is, whose morality in what legislation? Uh, Dallin H. Oaks goes on to explain how the popular attitude towards religious values seems seems to say, quote, Religious preaching is okay, so long as it has no practical impact on the listener's day-to-day behavior, especially any behavior that has anything to do with political activity or public policy. As we know, the idea that there is an absolute right and wrong comes from religion, and the absolute values that have influenced law and public policy are most commonly rooted in religion." End of quote. Religion is invaluable in our country, especially in the political process, because it keeps us from straying into the gray of moral relativism, which is a place where evil, where Satan, likes to play because it enables him to inspire others to assert incorrect behavior and oppress people by degrees. Additionally, religion allows us to establish a true sense of fairness, a commitment to defend all individuals' rights because of religious because of religion's inherent nature regarding conscience and acting on it. Religion also plays a vital role in teaching the general people how to act civilly and decently towards one another. Just as Jesus, the Jesus of the New Testament that we all read about, he teaches us forgiveness and love. And it is without question that our country today could use a lot more uh, forgiving and a lot more love. It's not a coincidence that... The events of indecency and acts of hatred, discrimination, and, the, and an overwhelming culture of intolerance is growing just as religious influence is being pushed out the door. That's not a coincidence at all. So what can we do about it? That's the last question. What can we do about it? What, without a doubt, religious freedom must be defended and it is under, attacked both, under attack both culturally and politically. We should especially recognize this this attack when you realize that we are encouraged or even legally bound to enjoy uh, religious expression only in our homes and church houses, but not in public or even at work. It is imperative that we do as many religious uh, leaders have been urging us to do, and that is get involved. Churches everywhere are are, uh, going arm in arm, working together, to to get their people to work together to fight for religious freedom. So here are some ideas on, on how you can get involved and fight for religious freedom. Become informed. You know become informed about the basics of religious freedom and understand your rights. You you should study the materials on 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 sites that that support these, uh, these ideals and these, these ideas and these rights and stay aware of what's happening in the news re, uh, regarding religious freedom. I know it's really popular to, to watch everything else going on in the news, all these um, hot topics, but pay particular attention to religious freedom in the news. And I say that because as I referenced earlier, without the freedom of religion, without the freedom to live according to what you believe, you don't have any other rights. And I'm just saying that very simply and very clearly. You don't have any other rights. Because everything you do in your life is based upon what you believe. And if you believe, you know, you you should be able to express things, let's say, uh, you want to oppose uh, abortion laws because you believe the moral thing to do is to defend and protect uh, human beings' uh, right to life and all the rights, even before they're born, well, if you don't have religious freedom truly uh, and government can say, you're only, you're only allowed to believe those things in your personal life. If you try to make it public at all, you try to make any sort of public influence upon that, that's a big no, no. Well then they're going to say, you can't, no, no, no. You can't, um, protest about this. You can't talk about this. You're, You're actually being wrong and bigoted and, and you'll get in trouble. And this actually happens all the time. These sort of things where, uh, things as simple as really, um, the freedom of of expression, uh, of speech are oppressed all the time in the UK. So be, be informed, pay very close attention to religious freedom because if it goes, man, they, everything goes. Live, also live respectfully uh, and share your, your beliefs respectfully. Have meaningful, kind conversations with those of differing beliefs and focus on seeking to understand one another's perspective and finding common ground that unites you. Because there's, there's always some sort of common ground. It's very, I mean, there are times when you can't find it, but there's usually, amongst regular individuals, there's common ground to be found. Found. Find simple ways also to protect everyone's right to act on their beliefs. Make sure that you get involved. Go to your city uh, council meetings. Vote. Contact your government representatives and express your views. And these people who, who um, are part of legislating our laws, they need to truly know how we feel and what we think. Or else they'll get caught up in, in these um, popular movements and these cultural shifts and think, oh, this is the right way to go, when really that's, that's not the way to go. And it just creates a spiral of silence of, of all those who, who believe in, uh, in greater morality. Also, make sure you build trusted relationships in your community, uh, among people of diverse opinions. You don't need to stay in, in the same pool of people who think the same as you. Get among those who think differently. You have a lot to learn and share together. So those are some ideas on how you can get involved. And I hope that this has been of benefit and value to you. There's so much we can learn and we should act upon understanding religious freedom and how it's important. There's so much more I could say, but I'm going to keep it this simple. Uh, And I, I want to thank you so much. If you're listening to this right now, thank you. I really appreciate you listening to this. I really appreciate you being a part of this. And if you liked what you heard, please hit like, leave me a good review, subscribe, do what you can, because a lot more people need to hear this. I believe it. And I wouldn't be doing this if I didn't think it was important. And if you find value in any of this, share it with other people, because the more people that can understand these principles, the brighter our future will be. Thank you for listening, and Live free until next time.